BULLETCAST F-F-F-F-FOR LIFE Ladies and gentlemen, my guest at this time is the founder of Stockton Con and wrestling manager, Mike Miller. Mike, how you doing, bud? I'm great, Philip. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here. No problem, man. I haven't seen you in a very long time. <laughs> yeah, know? it's probably been January of 20, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, man. When uh, I, I made it out to Stockton Con, my first ever like Comic-Con convention thing, I got to interview Kelly Kelly. Thank you for that. Childhood dream for come sure. true. Of course, man. <laughs> so, man, I mean, just like, how have you been, man? Like, what have you been doing since the uh, since the whole pandemic? You know, it's. Uh, I mean, everybody's kind of had their own their own thing going on during this, and and I, you know, when we got we obviously everything got shut down in March of of twenty. We were getting ready for the, uh, you know, at the time the Lodi Comic Con was going to be in May, and what happened was. You know, obviously everything was just completely shut down. So, you know, we we had we had guests lined up. We had really everything ready to go. You know, vendors were lined up. Everything was going, but uh, we just had to stop and 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 you know, kind of move on. We thought we there was a chance we might get back to do Stocking Con in August, but of course, you know, the the pandemic, you know, just kind of kept going on and on, and and everybody kind of needed to stay indoors and avoid crowds and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, you know, so we, we, we moved Stockton Con to an online event. So we had some fun guests there and did some stuff with, uh, some artists and some celebrities and that sort of thing. But, um, then we, you know, we were, again, we were hoping November, we might be able to do something. So we actually had set up a Lodi tailgate con, uh, Lodi comic con tailgate edition was the, the official name. And, um, we were set for, I believe it was November twenty. I think it was November 27th. And what happened was we, we've been working hand in hand with the, um, the San Joaquin County health department. Um, and just cause we wanted to be on the same page with them and, you know, didn't want to do anything too early, but they had given us approval for that event and we were ready to go. It was all going to be outdoors. You know, people had to wear masks and everything and just kind of got to that point where we got that surge that came in, in, you know, kind of the middle of November and uh, they, they, you know, shut us down about five days ahead of that event so you know we are excited we have now moved on and we're our next our first event since january of 2020 which was stocking con winter is now going to be a uh, lodi comic con coming up on june 27th yeah i mean we're we're going to talk about that and we're going to get into the whole like con- convention thing but i want to i want to talk about the wrestling uh, sure. aspect of, of your career so i mean i've noticed you at like apw events like helping helping guys like, you know, with autographs and pictures, then obviously you're a manager. Uh, how did you get involved in, in, in professional wrestling? What was the, uh, did, did you jump right into the manager aspect or the, uh, you know, kind of being a, a handler of like the money and the, and stuff like that? You know, uh, when I first, I, I mean, I've been a wrestling fan since I was a child. Uh, my grandfather took me to a wrestling match and Andre the giant was there and it was pretty amazing. But um, you know, it's one of those things where, it was, I wouldn't say it was a lifelong dream to be involved, but uh, it just kind of evolved. Um, in 2013, I believe, was a, the first time we had pro wrestling Bushido and Bobby Hart involved with Stockton Con. 
So we have the, you know, the wrestling ring is set up outside the arena. And um, I believe that, I think it was, it might've been 2014, but that nevertheless, 2014 is when I kind of got a little more involved and started helping out Bobby Hart with, with Pro Wrestling Bushido and have, uh, helping out Josh Littell, Sir Samurai at uh, Supreme Pro Wrestling up in Sacramento. Uh, it was a little bit of stuff where I was um, just helping like film uh, matches and, and, you know, I had a, a flip cam. So, it was, you know, would just get different kind of angles of things and just getting involved in that way and just trying to help in, in any way possible with those events while doing, you know, my, my other job when I, I was working at the University of Pacific at the time. So it was just, it was just kind of something I was, you know, I enjoyed it, um, wanted to help the guys, you know, improve what they were doing. And I don't know if I did that at all, but, you know, it was one of those things where um, it kind of, it just kind of grew from there. And, uh, and I had known Marcus Mack for a long time. Uh, we had met at a, at a WWE event in Sacramento many years ago. And um, it was just one of those things where it was just kind of an evolution. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in the area. I want to come out and check out the event. Um, and so it was just more or less helping him, you know, with some of the, some of the wrestlers would help bring a few guys in, you know, or if he had somebody that was already in that needed a handler, I would help, you know, handle his money and, and, and do, you know, the photos and that sort of thing. And just, you know, it's just the experience with doing like the personal appearances and, and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I, I, and you've become more, uh, more of a manager as of late. I mean, I've, I've seen you manage like J.R. Kratos. You, you guys have had your little, your little beef over the past Kratos. couple of years. I mean, it, it, in NWA tag team champion. So, I mean, yeah, you, well, whatever you taught him, it worked. It, it, it well, you know, I, obviously I, uh, I, you know, I work for all-star sports as a uh, head of acquiring talent. And that is my, uh, yeah, don't, don't spell that out. Um, <laughs> well, you know, Kratos and, and Jeff Cobb were two of my first clients with, with APW. And, you know, of course they kind of turned their back on me, but, you know, obviously I could, I could be more happy for both of them. I mean, Jeff Cobb's been, done, been doing an amazing job in New Japan. And um, I mean, in Kratos with, with NWA and with Bloodsport. And, you know, he, he's, an, he's an amazing talent. I mean, doesn't like me so much, but <laughs> that's, that's okay. But, uh, but yeah, and so my role with, with Supreme Pro Wrestling is it's kind of grown over the years. As I meant, it's, it's kind of about, about evolving. And so, you know, I, I kind of started there as um, kind of an uh, – assistant vice president, you know, for the, for the company. And now I'm the president of Supreme Pro Wrestling. So, you know, I pretty much run the show. There you go, man. So how do you go about selecting a client to represent? What qualities do you look for? I mean, obviously the, the number one thing is that you want to be able to enhance what their abilities already have. Like, so you want to, you want to take somebody to the next level. I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to just jump in. Well, I mean, maybe with Kratos and Cobb, but, <laughs> but then, I mean, you know, we, we basically it was, it was all about destroying Kratos. So I would bring in whoever I felt was the most, you know, the most likely to defeat Kratos. And, you know, we had some setbacks, but I mean, there were definitely, it's, it's, it's something where working on the sidelines with somebody and, and being a part, being like either a coach or manager or whatever you want to call it you don't want to, you don't want to take away from anything that you're doing. You want to help that person kind of get to the next level. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a, I'm a high school wrestling coach. So I understand that 100%. So, I mean, you, you've had some guys come in and try to get Kratos. I, I think you brought in David Hart Smith jr. At one point, right? 
Yeah, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Yeah, we had uh, Drake Frost. I mean, there was a there were a few challengers, Sam Adonis. Yeah, so yes. we've had some some high quality folks. So, so was uh was Cobb the first guy that you managed, or was it somebody else? I think there were some folks that I worked with at, at Supreme Pro Wrestling before that. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of like at, working as a president. I would also work with some with some of the talent, trying to to enhance their lives a little bit. Absolutely. So, I mean, like, I, I've seen you in action, man. You do a great job in the manager role. And, like, I mean, honestly, like, back in the day, like, you you honestly, Sherry, Bobby the Brain Heenan, sure. Mr. Fuji, et cetera. Um, would you say managing is a lost art in wrestling today? I think so. I mean, I think that there's – you're not seeing that, that type of talent. I mean, as they are or as they were is, is I guess, the best way to say it. I mean, Bobby the Brain Heenan was just kind of his, it was, he was an amazing entity and a force in wrestling. And you saw these factions and, and that sort of thing that were just really amazing. I mean, obviously, I mean, we could, we, this could be a whole podcast. I mean, we could talk about just, you know, my inspirations and the people that I loved watching. I could just talk about who my favorite managers were for an hour. But like, you know, JJ Dillon with the Four Horsemen, uh, Gary Hart. In, in Texas, I mean, he was amazing. I, Dev, I'll go back and watch some of these matches where I know, you know, the, the Gary Hart was involved. I mean, nowadays, like, you know, um, I'm sure you watch every every bit of wrestling you can, but like, um, you know, the totally the the job Tully Blanchard is doing with uh, the Pinnacle is really awesome. I, I think he's doing a great job. Um, I cannot say enough amazing things about MVP. Um, I mean. I want to say that, I mean, if, if I were to say this, and this is just my opinion personally, I mean, there were some things you could say great things about Drew McIntyre and, and, you know, obviously Lashley was elevated by MVP, but I think the two MVPs of, of, of the, you know, kind of the arrow without crowds for WWE were probably Oscar and, uh, and MVP. No. Yeah. What 100% man. Cause you, you look at what MVP did former APW champion, throw that in yes, there for sure. I mean, he took Bobby Lashley, who was in an interesting storyline with Lana. Shelton Benjamin was just smiling on TV. And, and uh, what was it? Cedric was just getting his, his ass kicked every week and ass handed sure. to him. And he took all those guys and elevated them to championships and got sure. Bobby to the world title. I mean, that's, that's a level of, of talent that's just unmatched. And it goes back to the stuff that he was doing in uh, TNA with the beatdown clan. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I wish that would have lasted a lot longer. I thought that was a really good, good faction as well. Yeah, man. And if you go back and listen to interviews from that time period, all the stuff he's kind of doing with Lashley now, he was talking about back then. So this has just been a constant evolution. And that's, and, and that's, that's uh, the be most beautiful part about the art form. Now I want to talk to you about the managers that you, that you loved back in the day, man. Like, right. so, I mean, uh, obviously Bobby the brain Heenan, cause I, I, I want to throw this at you. I mean, you look at WrestleMania was WrestleMania three. Heenan's basically out there for almost every match. Is that sure. something you would want to evolve to in the future for like a big I show? I, I don't think so. I, I think that that I, I think that, you know, we're in a you know, it is a different it's a different time now. Um, but definitely, I mean, you know, I would love to have, um, you know, a, a group, a you know, stable faction, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, uh, going back then, I mean, obviously, Bobby the Brain Heenan, it, it was just amazing. You know, one of my all-time favorite storylines was when um, Macho Man Savage came into the WWE, and it was on Wrestling Superstars, 
And so it was an, it was an, another, I, I use the word evolution a lot, but it was like, it was kind of like an evolution of the managers in WWF at the time where, you know, every week a different manager would court Macho Man. And they're kind of doing a little bit of that in AEW right now with, with Jade, with Jade Cargill, uh, where different, different folks are coming in to try and make her offers to, to manage her. You know, she doesn't need a manager, I don't think, but I, I kind of like the angle in, in a way. Okay. Because okay. I think what it could do is if, you know, she's obviously, she's, you know, she's kind of working as a heel right now, but a lot, a lot of times you can kind of get into a situation where you could kind of do a turn with her where, uh, you know, she doesn't like, uh, you know, Vicky Guerrero is pitching her. I'm just using that as a name, but Vicky Guerrero is pitching her to manage, but then, um, you know, Vicky Guerrero gets mad that she doesn't go with her. And then she has her own talent to, to have a, a feud with, with Jay Cargill, something like that. That, that. That's what's up. So, I mean, you, you mentioned JJ Dillon, like, do you have a specific moment in time where you, you thought, okay, this guy is probably the best in the game right now or anything like that? You know, I, I just admire anyone that's worked in that, in, in, in that, at that level. I mean, I mean, you can obviously you could put JJ Dillon and Bobby Heenan and, and some of the, some of these other folks, Gary Hart's in there as well. Uh, you know, Jimmy Hart. I mean, we could, like I said, we could talk managers all night and I know that I'm going to forget some, but like, you know, there's a, there are other folks that maybe they do get the credit because they're, they're well-known, but like slick was a, was an amazing manager. Like, and so, you know, there's just, I, I would find it hard to believe that you could, you could watch any, any manager, you know, and you mentioned at the top, Sherry Martell, she, sensational Sherry was amazing. And that whole, that whole storyline with her and Macho Man and Elizabeth, that's probably one of my favorite storylines, you know, in, and now I'm a huge Macho Man fan, but like, you know, that whole thing where it culminated with, with Elizabeth hitting Sherry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the, I think it was a, was it? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm blanking on the WrestleMania, but but it was like the culmination of the storyline. So yeah, but, that, uh, but yeah, that was just that, that was a moment in time. Like you know, it's one of those things where I go, you can go back to anytime. Now I want to ask you this, um, Arn. He's behind me here on the wall. How do you sure. feel about the whole coaching thing? Well, as you know, I, in uh, Pro Wrestling Alliance, um, I am working there as Coach Miller. Um, and this was, uh, you know, obviously this is pre pandemic, but I was managing a team, uh, with Lucian delight and Derek Slade and, uh, Bobby Callahan called the home team. And so I, you know, I, the whole coaching thing is, is something that I, I love. I've worked in athletics for 27 years, so I would not as a coach, but you pick up a lot of things from coaches in that time. Um, I, I, I kind of like it. I, I, I like the way he's doing it. I, I wouldn't say like, I think he maybe is underutilized. And, and, I, and I think maybe the way that he's being used isn't exactly how I would use him. You know, I, I like that he is a coach, but I don't see the coaching element, if that makes sense. He's a manager. Yeah. But like, you know, for instance, if I'm coaching somebody, like I'm coaching the home team, unfortunately, I kind of coach it like it's a basketball game, so it doesn't really match up very well. But, and in fact, I'm going to, and this is, uh, this kind of all slides together. I'm going to be posting that match, the debut match of the home team uh, later this week. So, 
look out for that and I'll, and maybe I'll send you the link and you can put that out as well. Absolutely, man. I mean, cause like, I mean, I'm an, I'm an amateur high school wrestling coach. So sure. I, so like I, I, when I watch Arn, I want him to be like, all right, Cody, get that leg. All right. Now exactly. turn, like, like turn his arm six inches to the right, you know, stuff like that. Sure. You know, I mean, he comes out with his plays or the uh, the notes or, or whatever. But uh, I mean, just like adding like little elements like that will will enhance the story so much more. I feel like. Sure. Now, no, I, I agree with you. Now, as we talk about SPW, I mean, you're the president over there, but you you've gotten in the ring. You, <laughs> you've gotten in the ring. Uh, Sir Samurai was the uh, extreme champion. And uh, on was it April 14th, 2019, you guys had a tables match. We did. We had a tables match at the anniversary show. And, and uh, you know, it was one of those things where I just didn't feel like he was fit to be champion. And we, we lined up a lot of challengers to, to take the championship away from him and we could never get it done. So I kind of took it upon myself. Now, I mean, we, we don't need to really talk about the result of that match other than the fact that it was probably one of the shortest table matches in the history of, of wrestling, but that's all right. I'm, I'm in the I- record books, Philip. The, the a man that's that's what's important get in there somehow so i mean like uh, how how bad did it hurt my guy how bad did that table hurt well i'm i'm sure you're aware and i know a lot of folks are but some may not may not be aware that i uh i had uh heart surgery in 2017 okay so yeah i mean i definitely you know i put myself at risk in that match i mean i, I was definitely determined to not lose that match i did not want to go through that table I wanted him to go through that table, but yeah, I mean, it was, I was out. I don't, I don't know if you saw the whole match, but I was pretty much unconscious for about 20 minutes. Oh my God. That's, so, that's, that's insane. In the ring. And I mean, you know, there's other things, there's other layers to this as the president, you know, I mean, there should have been someone that, I mean, you know, to pay a little bit of attention to me, you know, get me out of the ring at least. Yeah. You're going to have to, but the bot, I'm sorry. The bottom line, though, is that is the samurai did lose the title that day. So I, I, Patrick, hey Barry Horowitz, give yourself one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. So I mean, like you've been involved in wrestling, managing, president of SPW, Mm -hmm. but you've also been running events for quite a long time, and you were an integral part in helping APW run the Cow Palace. Yeah, I mean that was something that Marcus Mack and I had talked about for a long time, and. You know, when, when he when we had talked about it, he was, you know, I mean, that's a, that was a, a dream for him. I mean, he, he I, I, I don't think I'd been to more than maybe one or two matches at the Cow Palace or, or events uh, and, and pro wrestling. But uh, but I mean, that's where he spent his childhood, you know, going to WWE, uh, AWA, WCW, different types of events. So, um, you know, that was one of those things where like, man, I, I thought that that was something that we could really do something great. And I mean, you know, we had an amazing turnout. It was a great show. Um, I mean, just, that was just, that was an amazing night. I was at, I was at both of them, man. And people talk about Madison square garden, obviously it's the Mecca for events and whatnot, but the cow palace, I mean, you, you hear about Pat Patterson and Roy Shire, Ray Stevens, and you know, the Jacksons and Elvis, and you could like, I'd never been to the cow palace. That was, that was a bucket list thing for me as as a younger fan going to these different venues, these historical venues. And just, you could kind of just feel the history in there, man. Yeah. When we got in there that afternoon, um, you could, there was definitely something in the air and it was, yeah, it was great. Uh, um, And Going back, you mentioned, you know, Pat Patterson and having him be a part of that event 
was really a big, big thing for us to be able to, to bring, to bring him out. And, you know, Dr. Lee, um, from San Francisco, um, an optometrist, he, he really helped us do that. And we can't, we can't thank him enough, but, you know, Marcus, uh, laid out a great card that night. I mean, it was such a, such a, from top to bottom was a, was a great event. And, you know, we were unfortunately, and, you know, I will say this, I was unfortunately, uh, as I mentioned, I had had heart surgery in 2017. So I was unable to be at the November event because I was still in the hospital. But, uh, but I mean, I know that that was another great show uh, with Ray Mysterio involved and, and it was, it was great. And, you know, Cody headlining the, the, the May show and being able to, you know, have a crowd, you know, that was one of the, at the time, you know, one of the largest indie crowds that had ever you know, watched, uh, not ever, but had watched wrestling in, um, in the United States in a very long time. Yeah, man. So, I mean, uh, hopefully uh, APW, whenever they resume sometime down the line, hopefully they can uh, run the cow palace again. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be first in line. <laughs> I'll be first in line, but we, we talked about so. running events, man. Uh, you're the founder of Stockton con. So mm-hmm. h- how did you get involved with these comic cons and these conventions and whatnot? So the real quick story on it is that I've been a fan of, you know, comics and, and pop culture for many years going back, you know, into the, you know, when I was a child, but I really kind of learned about comic con in the, in the mid two thousands. Um, and it started going every year to San Diego and it was a great event. I loved it. I just w- would always meet up with friends. We'd kind of have a reunion there every year. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those things where after a few years of going, I got to a point where I was like, man, it would be really cool to do something like this, you know, on a much, much smaller level in Stockton, in which is where I lived at the time. And, um, you know, I was like, well, let's see if we can do it. And I worked at University of Pacific at the time. And, we, uh, we did a charity event. I talked with the president of the United Way, a friend of mine by the name of Andy Prokop, um, and said, hey, you know, is this something that, that you would like to, you know, to get the United Way involved in? And so we, we, ended, up, uh, we ended up starting Stockton Con that year in 2012. And uh, we, had, we had so many people lined up. Uh, we basically decided by noon that if we were going to do it again, we couldn't do it there because it just we kind of outgrew the building in, in, by noon. Yeah, because like a thousand people were ex- expected to show up and four thousand show up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was, I, I, you know, real, real on the, on the, on the, on the low key side of it. I was, I was hoping for seven fifty to a thousand. You know, a thousand was my high end. You know, and to get to get four thousand, I think it was forty two something. I mean, was was just beyond all of our expectations. So we raised a lot of money for charity. Uh, the first few years of the event was solely for charity just paid off expenses and that sort of thing um and so you know so over the the eight uh well this will be the the ninth edition this year uh over our first eight years we've raised close to two thousand two hundred thousand dollars for charity so which you know and that goes back to you know people in the community united way st mary's dining room um uh the san joaquin um San Joaquin, the Child Abuse Prevention Council. I mean, just a lot of different uh, charities that we worked with, Salvation Army here in Lodi. So, you know, we, we definitely wanted to get people involved with us that we could help give back to. And um, so, you know, we, we did a, our one day at um, Stockton Arena in 2013. And then in 14, we moved to a two-day event. So, and this year, uh, the two-day event will be September 11th and 12th. So we move them back a month. We're we're, we're aiming to get back to, to August next year, but with uh, the, 
arena operating as a vaccination center, uh, we wanted to definitely, you know, make sure that they had plenty of time to get through that and get everybody vaccinated that, that wanted to be vaccinated. So when you see the 4,000 plus show up, man, what's that, what's that like for you on a personal level? On a personal level, I felt horrible because we had the, the ticket booth at, at UOP. We didn't, we just didn't have enough ticket sellers to get, to get people, the volume of people through. So we had a line that went out to the, to went out to the street and then down like around the corner. I mean, it literally went almost like a, like not quite a quarter mile, but a, a like close to that. So I felt horrible because, you know, we wanted people to get in. We didn't want people to get upset and leave because they couldn't get in. Um, you know, obviously you want to have buzz. And, you know, as you know, at the Cow Palace, we had a really long line of people waiting to get in. But, you know, most of those folks had tickets. So it was just really, you know, a lot of people were going up and buying tickets the day of the event. And, you know, I, so I felt horrible initially. Obviously, it, it just it was a very humbling experience because I was just honored to be a part of something that so many people came out for and, and supported. And, you know, and it's just it's just carried on for for so many years. And, you know, we try to get back and, and bring some some awesome guests out and, and that sort of thing. Absolutely. So you mentioned Stockton Cons coming back September 11th and 12th. You got some yeah. you got some big names planned. We are we're still working on some names for for September. The, the one thing that that had happened was you know we didn't being in California we we're a little bit behind some of the other states as far as getting back to doing events and, and doing larger events. So um, there are going to be a few things different about Stockton Con this year, obviously, but a lot of events around the country kind of move back into September and August and, you know, that the, around those dates. So that being said, we're still working on some of our guests. We have some guests lined up. We're announcing um, our ticket sales, go, the ticket sales for Stockton Con go on sale next week on the 17th. And we're going to make some guest announcements there. I'm pretty sure you're, you'll have a, a couple of, uh, a, a couple of smiles included. Okay. That's what's up, man. Cause you know, <laughs> I went to Stockton Con last year. I mean, it, it was cool. It was really cool, not just to... <laughs> a dog uh, wanted to be a part of the podcast. Dog loves Stockton Con too, man. Hell yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, just like, just kind of walking around that day and like you see like uh, Tatiana Ali from the Fresh Prince. I'm, you know, a huge Fresh Prince fan. You see a uh, homie who played the Black Ranger in uh, Mighty Morphing Time and chopping it up with him for a little bit. Just seeing like all these, uh, all these people and whatnot. I, th I, thought that, I thought that was really cool to step back and be like, yo, this is dope. And to go on the floor and see all the all the uh, people selling their stuff, man, it was it was awesome. Yeah, you know that's that's one thing that we always try to do at, at Stockton Con and, and Lodi Comic Con is we try to we try to bring out a variety of guests. So you know maybe you know maybe you're a Fresh Prince fan, maybe you're a wrestling fan, maybe you're a Power Ranger fan. Like it's so we try to try to bring in you know folks voice actors you know from different different genres. Uh, sometimes we'll bring in a horror actor. Or, you know it's just. A little bit of a uh, little bit of variety, I think, is, is fun. And, you know, um, we do we do tend to get uh, a good number of wrestlers just because we have such a, a we have a lot of wrestling fans in the area, too. Yeah, so Lord Icon, it's coming back June 27th. So uh, did how 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 soon after did Lord Icon come after Stockton Con? Are you the founder? Are you just a contributor, an overseer? Well, what's the deal with that? Right. So we founded Stockton Con in 2012 and that grew into Stockton Con events. So we actually started two other events in 2016. Uh, one is Lodi Comic Con, which was originally called Grape City Con. 
Um, and then we changed it to uh, to Lodi Comic Con going into last year. So this will actually be the first Lodi Comic Con by name. Um, and so uh, then we also do the Central Valley Con in Modesto. And uh, that event was sold in 2019. So, so we did have three events originally. And then we moved from doing the Stockton Con summer event, uh, adding on to that to do a Stockton Con winter event, which was the, the first event you were able to come to. Okay, that's that's what's up, man. I mean, look looking at it, you have Brock Powell coming in. He's a voice actor. Justin Greenwood, he's a comic book author. West Ghost Design, he designed a lot of the championships. Sure. For the promotions out here. Good buddy of mine designed the Bullet Cast title. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. He's an integral part of the storyline in NXT right now. So, right. I mean, what – like who who else do we got coming, Michael? Who else can we expect from the wrestling world, from the pop culture world? Who can can you tell us? Right now, I cannot divulge just because there's a couple of things. I mean, like I said, we're you know we're only two and a half weeks out from the Lodi Comic Con, so we're we are finishing things up, and it should be in the next couple of days. So we'll get everybody announced. I wish I could drop somebody right now. I just don't have that that signature that I need to be able to say, "Hey, Philip, we got this guy coming or this lady coming." Okay, will, will, will more wrestlers be there? Because the wrestling podcast, will, will, will there be some? Of course. Some, okay, okay. There, well, no, 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 I'm sorry. I mean, of course, it's a wrestling podcast. Not, uh, I can't commit to that one way or the other right at this moment. But okay. okay. We're definitely can, we're in negotiations with some folks. I will say that. Okay, okay. We, we got some more. <laughs> not, of, yeah. We got some more. I'm trying to switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> we got some no more comment, of, Philip. Oh, no comment. Okay. okay. Oh, I, 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 won't, I won't push. I won't push. But yeah, man. I mean, I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna try to make it out to that. Uh, that that that's gonna be cool. But uh, as as we wind down here, this is the uh, the rapid fire portion of the sure. of the interview. So, favorite wrestler of all time, Macho Man. All right, all right. Uh, favorite gimmick of all time. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, rapid fire. You can't throw me like that. I got to think about that one. I mean, uh, like, I mean, like I'm a Razor. I'm a Razor Ramon fan. Like I'm, I yeah. love that gimmick. So I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna. I got. I kind of get just have to default to Macho Man. I mean, you know, that he was a gimmick in and of, of himself. Yeah, Maybe you, the Million Dollar Man. How about the Million Dollar Man? That's a better. How, how about that's a the better Million answer. Dollar Man? There we go. Yeah. Can you give us a little Macho Man? No, I can't do it. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, favorite tag team of all time? Wow, that's a great question. Probably Road Warriors. Okay. What can you give us? What a rush. No, I can't do it. But I, but I would say uh, honorable mention to to Harlem Heat. I love Stevie Ray and, and Booker T. Oh I mean, yeah, were, Harlem Heat were what's up with with yeah. Sister Sherry. Sister Sherry, there you go. Yeah, Booker T was a was a guest at uh, Lodi or Grape City Con a couple of years ago. And, yeah, and uh, I've actually you know Booker T is one of my favorite people that I've I've met in the in the business, and we've actually uh, uh, we've had some some talks about it, some doing some fun things down down in Texas. So. We'll see what happens. There. That's what's up, man. I met him at yeah. the APW show he went to. That yeah, was, that was super cool, man. Super nice guy. That wow. was the weekend of the of the Grape City Con. He came. We we did a kind of a double double team there. Okay, okay, I see. Uh, what's your favorite Stockton Con and Lodi Con moment? I mean, I, for Stockton Con, I got to go back to the to the first the first event and and not knowing that we had so many people lined up and finding that out, even though it was kind of a, I felt horrible like knowing and realizing that there were that many people out there was, it was, 
you know, it was obviously, it was the best moment. And, and I think it kind of ties with, uh, you know, being able to present that first check to, to St. Mary's dining room and United way that after our first event, because it was, you know, it was a, it was a considerable number of, of, of amount of cash. So and for Lodi, I think, uh, again, I go back to the first one and it was, it was when we were doing the event in February and, Unfortunately, you know, sometimes you're battling the weather and we had uh, it, it rained about the for the first like two hours of the show. And at the end of the day, um, and if you go back onto our Instagram is at StocktonCon, but we do our Lodi events on there as well. If you go back, one of our first um, Instagram posts from Lodi was at the end of the day, there was a big like just one of the most beautiful rainbows I'd ever seen. And that was like just kind of a nice little icing on the cake. So. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Uh, favorite manager of all time? I got to go with Bobby Heenan. How could you not? The GOAT. Yeah, yeah, if, you're, sure. if, you're, if you're a manager in wrestling, that's that's who you look at. Sure. <laughs> he's, he's the Jordan. Um, favorite San Diego Comic-Con moment? Uh, wow. There's been a few. I've been really fortunate. There's been a few. Probably, probably a tie, if I can do a tie, between uh, meeting Seth MacFarlane um, and just I just happened to be in a, in a line where we were able to, it was a, it was kind of like a, you know, step-by-step -step line to get through, but uh, was able to just, you know, cause I, he's one of my favorite, uh, you know, comic creators, uh, a little family guy. I love the Orville. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but it's, you know, it's a fun science fiction show. Um, being able to say that, you know, what, what, uh, that he was great and loved his work. And that was, that was a fun moment. And then, Probably the other one was uh, was meeting Matt Groening from The Simpsons. I guess it's all animation, right? Yeah. But but he was uh, so he did a, a sketch on a comic book for me live. Uh, it was a quick sketch, but you know, being able to talk to him the whole time was awesome. Did, did Seth MacFarlane do one of the voices for you? He did not. He nope. did not do nope. any voices while he was up there. But okay. it was it was fun still. Can you can you do some Family Guy impersonations? I cannot. I, oh. I do not do any impersonations. I. I just have I have my voice and that's it. Baby, baby Huey, his Cleveland is actually pretty good. The no, 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 <laughs> it, it, it's it's kind of spot on. Um, so what what wrestler or actor would you love to book for Stockton Con? We've booked some amazing talents. I mean, I think Kurt Angle was up there, like probably at the top of my list. Um, he's always been one of my favorites, and we, we were able to fortunate enough to get him uh, at our last uh, summer event. Um, on the wish list, man, I mean, does I mean, if I'm going to say it doesn't matter who, I would say probably Cena, Cena or The Rock. But I mean, you know, I mean, these are folks that are, are they're pretty busy. <laughs> so, yeah. but I'm, yeah, I mean, it, it's really, but we've had some, we've had some amazing guests. We had, you know, Sting a few years ago as well. So, you know, Sting was a great guest and, and just did a, did a, did a phenomenal job with his fans. But I mean, there, there are so many, there are so many um, stars out there now. Like, I mean, it's current WWE, AEW, people in NWA, former stars that, you know, there's a, there's so many that we're, that we're, that we're working on right now, trying to bring out the Stockton Con here in the summer. And then, you know, we'll see what happens with Lodi, but uh, it, it's just, you know, the, the future uh, um, of these events. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm just, you know, hopefully we can stay together and obviously, you know, we, we need to get through this, through the pandemic and get back to doing 
events, you know. The 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 light, it's it's at the end of the tunnel. It's it's shining. Sure. Was there an actor or a comic creator that you would love to have? Yeah, I'd love, I mean, obviously I'd love to have Matt Groening out. Um, you know, but I mean he's more of an animator, but but he did comics in the past, so I he can kind of there. Jim Lee would be awesome. Um, you know, on the on the actor side of things, I you know, we've had a we've had a few guests from the office, one of our one of our wish lists and we're kind of working on it, you know, in the future is maybe, maybe rain Wilson. I think he'd be a great fun guest. Um, God, there, there's so many people, Bruce Campbell's amazing. Like, you know, pretty much throw anybody out there, Philip. And, you know, they're probably on our list somewhere, you know, McFarlane has to be on, on the list. He is on there. Yeah. Okay. So, and then uh, lastly, this question isn't mine. It's from somebody we both know. His name's baby Huey. Um, <laughs> favorite thing to order at nations. Wow. Um, I kind of changed my diet a little bit. I mean, I still got to go with, with the, with the cheeseburger. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate number one, but I usually lately would get a, get the salmon sandwich. I've I've had the salmon. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's a good sandwich, but are you, are you a fan of their pies or. Oh yeah. The Dutch apple pie, or is it, it's either French or Dutch. I'm, I'm not sure if it's got the crumbles on it. It's my favorite pie by far. There we go. Mike, thank you so much for doing this, man. And I got to tell you, man, like for me to interview Kelly Kelly, that was that that that, that was that was that was that was that was on the bucket list. Thank you so much. I saw you smiling for like a week, man. Hey, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I watched her growing up, man. So thank that that meant the world to me. It meant the world sure. for the show. It helped us out, gave us a little credibility. So, man, thank thank you so much, dude. Sure, man. It's it's a it's a pleasure, man. And anytime you want me back, I'd be glad to chat. We maybe we'll do a spe- we can do a special manager show. Hey, I'd I'd love it. So, man, let people know where they can find you. Let people know where they can find sure. uh, all the information for LodiCon and StocktonCon. Sure. I mean, the StocktonCon, all the social media for StocktonCon and for the Lodi Comic Con is all through at StocktonCon. So it's at StocktonCon on uh, Twitter and and Instagram. And then, you know, Facebook slash Stockton Con. So you can find us there. there we also have a, a specific Lodi page uh, on Facebook, but all of our social media for uh, through Twitter and Instagram is, is all Stockton Con. There we go, Mike. Hope to see you at APW when it resumes sometime in the future. Or maybe maybe I'll make the trip down for an SPW show. I know they just started running shows again. Yeah, uh, the next show is actually we're, we're returning to action. I believe it is August 15th. Okay. Okay. I might, I might have to make, I might have to make the trip for that one. We'll get you down there. Thank you. Thanks, Philip. Appreciate it. Mike, thank you so much, brother. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.